0: Hey Future Unnaturalists, I'm Emily. And I'm Andy. And we are the hosts of Unnatural,
1: a true crime podcast. Each week we'll dive into some of the most unnerving crimes that this unnatural world has to offer. Listen for Unnatural on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, make good choices.
0: And don't get got. Bye. Bye. and today my friend Summer's back with us.
1: Hi, everybody!
0: Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Linda Lovelace. Wait, before I go on to that, I know I've been gone for a really long time, but I got married, and now I'm back. I'm back into the married woman. And now we're going to talk about Linda Lovelace. Um, So Linda Lovelace was an American pornographic actress who rose to fame within the introduction of the Golden Age of Porn, which was a 15-year period from 1969 to 1984. And this was when sexually explicit films got a lot of positive attention and kind of came to the mainstream where all kinds of normal celebrities like Jay Leno, for example, were open to talking about them. We're going to be talking about the 70s, and this era is also about the onset of the sexual revolution and the rise of feminism. So one of the first films of this type was Blue Movie, it's also known as Fuck, and it was written and produced by Andy Warhol. Blue Movie helped inaugurate the porno-chic phenomenon, which was essentially, like I said, porn being discussed in public by um, a lot of celebrities like Johnny Carson, and it was even taken seriously by film critics like Robert Ebert. So Linda Lovelace was actually born Linda Borman on January tenth, nineteen 1949, in the Bronx, New York. Her family grew up in Florida. She describes her childhood as being brought up in an unhappy family. She was the daughter of John Borman, who was a police officer, and who was seldom home, and her mother was named Dorothy Borman, and was said to be harsh, unloving, and domineering. So, when Linda was four years old, her mother started beating her for every little thing. One time, when she was only 11, Dorothy sent her to the store for some nasal spray. Linda came home with the wrong kind, and Dorothy beat her with a broom, and told her that she would have gotten the right one if she didn't have her boy's her mind on boys oh at 11 right she was that kind of mom just any little thing she did wrong she was like well maybe you shouldn't have been thinking about boys
1: oh my gosh
0: which it just kind of sets the stage for her her whole life you know yeah so so this was her mom dorothy was incredibly strict linda went to catholic school growing up and she actually wanted to be a nun as far as, as for as long as she knew a nun yeah she wanted to be a nun She was a very good student. Um, In fact, in high school, she was elected vice president of her class, and she liked to play basketball. Her friends actually teased her for being kind of a prude as a teenager. She was kind of shy and self-conscious, and whenever she did have a boyfriend, she always took it slow. And her friends made fun of her, and they called her Miss Holy Holy. (laughs) Her only real ambition in life was to get married at 21 and have a big family with a big house.
1: And then what happened?
0: (laughs) I know. So, like, from the very beginning, she just had this goal of being, like, a God-loving, like, family type of woman.
1: Right. She just wanted to be...
0: She wanted to be a housewife. Yeah. Have a nice little family with a nice house. Unfortunately, by the time she was 21, she wasn't exactly headed in that direction. Although Linda was kind of hesitant to move too quickly, she wasn't a virgin. She had been in relationships, and she actually became pregnant when she was only 20. Dorothy, her mom, actually tricked her into signing papers to give the baby up for adoption.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but um, in the movie Lovelace, which is like a, a fictional telling based on it, they said that um, she, her mom told her that they were circumcision papers. I'm not sure if that's true, but basically Linda signed something and evidently... Terminated her parental rights.
1: So did the baby just go to like a random family, or did the mom adopt? Yeah,
0: so it was it was adopted, and she never heard about the baby again. She was twenty. She was twenty exactly, and like I said, she wanted by twenty one to have this like family and stuff. So oh my god, that wasn't that was like the first of her autonomy being taken from her. Huh. Well, not maybe not the first, but so at this time, Linda had been working in a boutique, and she was saving up money to open up her own shop. She had picked out a house and had all these big plans. Sadly, the plans would come to a halt when she was involved in a car accident, when she was getting onto the highway and another car came skidding sideways over a hill and crashed right into her. And she was injured pretty seriously. Her face had hit the windshield and part of her eye was hanging down, oh. and her jaw was broken, and her jaw was broken, and some of her teeth had, like, punctured through her bottom lip.
1: Oh my god, how old was she then? 20. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, this was, uh, or maybe 21. It was, it was, like, around the same time. So... Her steering wheel broke her ribs and lacerated both her spleen and her liver, and it resulted in a leaking intestine and peritonitis. Oh my gosh. So after this, Linda went to stay with her parents in Florida, and although she was now, so now she's 21, but her parents were no less strict. They had a strict 11 p.m. curfew, and if Linda came home even a few minutes late, Dorothy would slap her across the face or beat her with a broomstick.
1: Oh my goodness, this lady. Yeah,
0: her her mom was really harsh and really just cold towards Linda, and Linda's dad, he just barely said anything. Like, he would walk into the room and see Dorothy beating her, and he would just turn around on his heels and leave the room like he didn't see anything. So,
1: so he was consenting.
0: Basically, he, I mean, he, you know, you know what they say about remaining neutral mm-hmm. in a time like that? So as you can imagine, she doesn't have much of a social life because she can't, she has to be home by 11 and she's 21 and her parents were cold and distant. So you can probably imagine that she was a pretty lonely person. Yeah. One day, Linda was sunbathing in her parents' yard and her friend Betsy called her up and told her that she was coming over to visit. Linda was wearing a bikini and she was super self-conscious, especially because she had some pretty fresh scars on her, on her abdomen from the car accident. Oh. So after Betsy called, she ended up dozing off, like, on a lawn chair, and then when Betsy got there, she had brought a friend with her. This was <laughs> Chuck Trainer. Betsy introduced Chuck as a photographer. He was 27 years old and over 6 feet tall. He drove a brand-new Jaguar, which was super impressive to the girls, because, like, they were 21. They were used to going out with guys who were driving around in their parents' cars. Right. So the girls went inside so that Linda could change. Betsy had been working in Miami as a topless dancer, and she told Linda, I told you about Chuck, he's the one who wanted me to be a model. And then she was like, listen, Linda, I can tell he's impressed by you too. Would that interest you? And Linda was like, what kind of modeling? And Betsy was like, oh, it's not nude. Like, I promise, it's just strictly fashion modeling. So Linda was like, yeah, I'd be interested. But the truth was that Linda was basically interested in anything that would get her away from her parents' house. Because remember she was only there because she was in this car accident and she kind of had to depend on them, you know.
1: Right. And they were mistreating her and like treating her like a child.
0: Right. And like before the accident, she she had a house and like all these plans to start her own shop. They just, you know, now she kind of had to look for a new way out. Right. So Linda went to the kitchen and grabbed a beer for her guests, but she didn't drink, so she didn't get one. Uh in fact, she was told to avoid she was told to avoid alcohol for 2 years because of her car accident. But Chuck was like I mean, I guess there's no reason you can't smoke. And he was talking about <laughs> pot, and Linda was like, I mean, she had smoked pot, like, a long time before, but she was really afraid to be smoking in her mom's house. Apparently, her mom tried to turn her into the police one time for smoking pot, and, like, she actually, like, picked up the phone and called and everything, and then Linda's dad actually, like, came over and took the phone and hung it up. Oh, well, I, good that was job, what did. <laughs> right, exactly. But you know what I mean? Like, she actually called the cops on her adult daughter
1: for smoking pot right yeah well
0: but anyway uh linda was terrified to smoke in her house but chuck was really smooth and really persuasive so they ended up smoking the pot and then chuck was like listen we have to be back in miami at two but why don't you come along for the ride so linda was like fuck yeah like t- give me the fuck out of here
1: <laughs> do you know where in florida she was living
0: Um, I don't remember exactly where she was living, but Chuck owned a bar in North Miami. And that was, I know that they like had to drive a a little bit away. Hmm. You know, like they had to take a a highway drive. So, I mean, they were all in Florida. Right. Um, but anyway, Chuck owned a bar in North Miami called the Vegas Inn. And he was like in a rush to get back to it. So when they got to it, it was like a really dark bar. And it had like, it was that kind of place that had everyday regulars, like, it didn't look super out of the ordinary at first glance. It was just a dark little bar. And Linda had, like, not gotten out much. So she was like, this is nice. It <laughs> really wasn't. You know, it was like a little...
1: She's like, out. oh, wow, well, this is amazing. Yeah,
0: she was just happy to get out. <laughs> so, you know, she went home and she remained friends with Chuck. And after a few weeks, Chuck asked her out. And he was super charming and a total gentleman at first. He would drive all the way to her parents' house to see her. And he would take her on trips to, like, buy her something pretty. And Linda was just not used to that. She had never experienced that before. Right. And he was always opening doors for her. He would light her cigarettes and just, like, listen to what she had to say. And he was really respectful, and he didn't make any sexual advances towards her at first. So she would go to the bar with him, and she would watch him just, like, take care of the bar and count the register and and do his business. Eventually, Linda started to get really fed up with her mom's constant rules and her beatings and one day Dorothy really let her have it and Linda decided that she just wasn't going to allow it to happen again as she should right I mean it's one thing as a child but as a grown woman like that
1: right that just is insane to me and the fact that the mom just thinks that it's okay
0: yeah and not just that but it's like would do you not think she can yeah. get up and leave Right. Do you not think she's capable of like getting a job and doing something like not needing you? you know? Or maybe she
1: didn't care. She wanted her out of there. Who knows? That's Who what knows? it seems like.
0: Um, anyway, so uh, after this happened, after the, the last time her mom really beat her, Linda became really quiet and moody while she was hanging out with Chuck. And Chuck told her, why don't you just pack up your stuff and move in with me? And she was like, I, I can't think of a good reason not to. But unfortunately, there were a few things that Linda didn't know about Chuck at the time. For one, Chuck had a police record. He had been found guilty of assault and battery and was presently facing charges for smuggling drugs into the country. He was also running a prostitution ring that Linda wouldn't find out about until later.
1: Oh, wow. Red flags.
0: All over the place. (laughs) After Linda left her parents' house, she and Chuck went over to his friend's house, whose name was Worth DeVore. And whenever they went to his house, it meant that they were picking up pot. I keep saying pot. And that's such a 1970s term, but it's because, like, when you read her telling of it, it's pot. She calls it pot. It's not weed, you know. Marijuana. I have a friend who always said, if an adult asks you if you you smoke marijuana, you should always respond like, I don't smoke pot. (laughs) Because it sounds like something you never do. Like, I don't do the dope. (laughs) I
1: don't do any weeds.
0: I don't smoke pot. Anyway, so they went over there and Linda was really, really emotional because she had never stood up. To her parents before. And the whole time she's just like, I want to call them. I want to talk to them. And Chuck discouraged her saying, like, they're just going to con you into coming back. So Linda cried and Chuck lent her a shoulder. And he was gentle and he was caring. And he told her that he was going to take care of her. And his voice started to soothe her. That night, Linda and Chuck spent the night together at Worth's house, just in case her parents went looking for her at Chuck's place. The two of them had never had sex or spent the night together before, but when Chuck said, let's go to bed, Linda took off her clothes and climbed into bed wearing a bra and panties, and she had never even thought about the idea of having sex with Chuck, because it was just, like, on a whim that she loved to move in with him. Compared to all the drama at home, it seemed like something really easy to do, just have sex with Chuck, you know?
1: Yeah, like, it's kind of like she's going through this moment where she feels free and she's like... I'm going to have sex.
0: Exactly. And like I said, like, he was a total gentleman. Like, she was kind of a prude, and she liked to take it slow, and up until now, like, he seemed to really respect that.
1: Right. And in an interview that I watched, she said that it was very, like, platonic.
0: Yeah, I was, I've read in a lot of places that they were friends for, like, a few weeks, and she actually dated somebody else, like, another friend of his or something in the meantime. And, yeah, they just got along really well, and he one day asked her out. Hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's another reason she had, like, never thought about it up until this moment. And also, like she said, he wasn't pushing it. He wasn't making advances. Right. So, Linda describes this encounter as nothing very spectacular or emotional or special. Chuck didn't say anything to her during sex until he asked her to suck his dick. That was one thing that Linda had never done. And she was like, no, I can't do that. So then Chuck tried something else. And at the time, Linda didn't understand what it was that he was doing, but he was going down on her. Oh. That was something like a concept she had never even like heard of before. Oh. So yeah, she got oral sex for the first time and apparently she wasn't into it, but after a few minutes he finished. So she just like waited it out. The next morning, Linda called her father and she told him that she wasn't coming home. Chuck went and bought her new clothes and took her out to parties and stuff. And for Linda, it was really nice just to be able to go out past 11 p.m. without getting smacked across the face.
1: Yeah, for now.
0: So Linda and Chuck would hang out, and they would take care of the bar every day. And when they weren't at the bar, they would just watch TV and smoke pot all day long. Little by little, Linda started to pick up little bits of information about Chuck. She found out by reading the newspaper that he was facing a big criminal trial. He had been caught carrying a bale of marijuana that an airplane had dropped into a field south of Miami. A bale. A bale of marijuana. Like, he was seen picking it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bales are heavy, sir.
0: <laughs> um, it's a, It's not like, I mean, even like a, an ounce of weed is like, that's a block, that's a brick, you know? But a <laughs> bale, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and she, he gave her all kinds of excuses, like, you know... You know what? We saw it and I was afraid some kids were going to find it. So I was going to take it to the police.
1: (laughs) But then I got high.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, another fun fact about Chuck. Chuck had learned how to hypnotize people because he was in the, he was in the military. So he had learned tricks in Honduras and in Japan, like, um, erotic, or I'm sorry, (laughs) exotic sexual practices. (laughs) Same thing, you know, erotic and exotic practices
1: orgasm organism
0: (laughs) (laughs) and um he started offering to hypnotize linda like first it was when she was tired like he was like listen you're always talking about how you didn't get enough sleep i can hypnotize you for five minutes and make you feel like you've gotten a full night's rest so she went along with it and like he was right like she really did feel like she was fully rested and then he offered a hypnotizer to help her quit smoking and that worked So, again, Chuck was very persuasive, and on the other hand, Linda didn't like to let him down. And not because she was afraid of him at this point, but because, like, he took care of her, you know? He was her shoulder. So
1: do you feel that he actually hypnotized her, or she was just like, I want him to, you know, feel like he Uh, did something? You know what,
0: that's a good question, and we're going to get into that more later, because this isn't the end of his hypnosis. With a lot of this story, so first of all, my source for this is the book Ordeal, which is the third book that Linda wrote the third no i think it's the fourth one but this was like the tell all where she talks about how like everything in the past that she ever did was basically a character created by chuck and none of it was done by her consent so a lot of people argue that and think that like no she's lying that that's just her trying to like pull out of what she did right
1: disassociating And,
0: and that's the whole thing with the hypnotism too it's like is it possible like i'm sure it is but like do we know you know like right Uh, But I'm going to let you decide for yourself when I want to explain, when I describe to you those hypnotisms a little more later. Okay. So, um, getting back to, you know, he asked her about the oral sex and a quick trigger warning because this, this, this part's going to get a little bit graphic sexually. Sexually. Chuck continued to ask Linda to take his dick in her mouth and eventually she tried it, but it was really hard for her to do. I mean, for one, it was something she didn't want to do, so it was hard for her not to gag. And she really wanted to please him, but she just couldn't get into it. It made her really, really uncomfortable. And then Chuck started telling her that this is the only way he could become fully erect. And her no was never quiet enough. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't obviously pushy. He was, you know, like, man, that's too bad. Because, you know, like, this is the only thing, the only way I can really get pleasure like how oh, i give you pleasure
1: with you know? me
0: right so chuck talked linda into letting him hypnotize her and helping her relax her muscles and her gag reflex so that she could give him head and when i say he talked her into it it was more than just convincing her because he would like he was seemingly a nice guy but he would also kind of tease linda and like condescendingly make little comments that would make her feel like a dumb inexperienced little girl like, he was constantly trying to get her to suck his dick, and he would, see, he would say things like, why are you making such a big deal out of it? Everyone does it. Like, you're a grown woman, Linda. And then he'd be like, look, Linda, it all comes down to whether or not you want to make me happy. So, these are all, like, red flags of an abuser. You know, oh, she, for sure. She doesn't know this, you know?
1: He's, like, gaslighting her, and he's super narcissistic. Oh, yeah, narcissistic. all of
0: it is her, you know, not wanting to be a good girlfriend or partner. Right. You know. Or she's just young and inexperienced, you know, which just kind of sets her up to fail anytime she rejects a guy, you know? Yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. Hang on. Oh, hang on a second. Hold on, guys. <laughs> so Linda went along with it. She accepted that this was only temporary. and And Chuck even told her, you're going to start to like this once you learn how to relax. And I'm actually going to be helping you in the long run. Oh, okay. So long story short, this is how Linda learned what would be known as the deep throat technique. It's basically like an advanced blowjob where you would take (laughs) the entire penis in your mouth all the way to the back of your throat. It's not particularly easy, especially for people who have zero interest in putting a penis in their mouth. But Chuck essentially hypnotized her and trained her to do it, allegedly. And, like, I've heard her in interviews talking about how it's like, oh, yeah, once you, like, lean your throat back and open up your esophagus, like, you can... it's It's basically just like how sword swallowers do it.
1: Oh, God. Imagine the first time you try to swallow a sword. Like, no thanks.
0: And it's not just swallowing it, though. It's taking it in and out and, like, breathing. You know yeah. what
1: I mean? Sucking dick is and, hard enough. <laughs> and in
0: a sword, at least, I'm like, I imagine you're trying to keep it fucking still and straight. And, like, yeah, yeah a penis isn't going to stab you, but, I'm like, I would be afraid of throwing up on you. Like, what if I accidentally not relax for a second? or like Not relax. Or, like, I don't know, you brush against me and tickle me or something. And I'm just like, you know, and the thing is down my esophagus. Like... <laughs> Sorry. Die <laughs> by
1: asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, little by little, as Linda continued to find out little pieces of information about Chuck, she noticed that the bar was becoming looser and looser. Like, Chuck gave her the responsibility of bookkeeping, and one night while she was counting at the register, one of the barmaids just took her top off and her bra and started serving the drinks topless and none of the customers like reacted at all so Linda just got the idea that like this wasn't the first time doing this but somehow she had never noticed it before so then on nights when Chuck and Linda were home and getting ready to go back to the bar they would get a call from one of the barmaids telling him not to come yet so Linda would be like what was that about and he'd be like oh not much they're just they're dancing naked for some of the regulars and, like, Chuck really enjoyed just, like, casually telling Linda things like this and then just, like, waiting for her reaction. Because she really was, like, easily shocked and a little bit gullible. And he, like, he was fueled by it. Yeah, didn't she go to Catholic school? She did. Exactly. <laughs> so like,
1: like, oh, my goodness.
0: Right. You can imagine that, like, these are things from, like, her wildest imagination couldn't have come right. up with Right. She's you. like, people do that. And well, and not just that. Maybe she did think people did it, just not that Chuck did
1: you know oh true yeah because he was so gentle gentle and he knew how
0: she was and he would just like bring this up out of the blue to, to surprise her you know he enjoyed like he that enjoyed that it that way value. yeah he enjoyed doing it that way for that like it's almost like he, that's why he sought her out he prayed upon her because she was gullible because
1: he wanted to turn her out
0: well in his what he gets off on is scaring her is her fear You know, it's her fear and her panic and her shock.
1: Her reaction. So,
0: like, of course, he needs to find, like, the the most innocent thing he can for the biggest shock value. So, um, this one night, they went to the bar, and it was completely dark. Like, from the outside, it looked like all the lights were off. It looked like the place was shut. Uh, It looked like the place was closed. But on the inside, it was almost completely dark, and the jukebox was playing. Linda saw this one young barmaid named Roxanne, who was about 17, and she was dancing on the bar completely naked. A man reached up and put a dollar bill into her vagina. Oh. Another barmaid was lying on a table, and a guy was hunched over her and having sex with her, while a second guy had his thing in her mouth, and a third guy was aggressively rubbing her breasts. Oh, okay. So Linda's shocked. Like, this this really was beyond, like, her wildest imagination. And she also couldn't believe that nobody else was reacting that her and Chuck walked in. Like, she kind of expected them to, like, stop and cover up, but she just, she couldn't fathom that people would do these kinds of acts in front of other people. And, right. like, this was a bar, they're on a table, you know?
1: Gross. And the dollar bill in her vagina?
0: She was, like, 17. That's the part that, I mean, it, it's the 70s, and I, I don't, you know, I imagine that, Not, I imagine, you know, that was the era of people figuring out their sexual things and a lot of runaways and, like, finding people who allowed them to explore that. But anyway, Linda was not one of these people, you know. (laughs) Linda's 21, and this is the, like, she's never been exposed to any of this. Other than, like, her friend Betsy, like, that's the thing. Her friend Betsy was the slutty one, and she made fun of Linda for being the prude, and Betsy was the one that introduced her to Chuck. So it's not like she was a total prude, like she's, you know, open-minded. Right. In the beginning, and I think that's part of it. She didn't want to, she started feeling like a little kid.
1: Right. Yeah. So they were doing it on the table.
0: Yeah, no, so that was, that was the end of that. And I, Chuck just kind of like brushed it off, like Linda, chill, you know, like grow the fuck up. So uh, Linda just kind of, well, no, that's not true. I think she actually turned around and tried to walk out. And that's when he was like, grow the fuck up, you know, and she left, but they just, you know, went on with their lives. Huh. So then one day Chuck introduced her to a woman named Teresa saying, she used to work for me. And he was like, oh, at the bar. He was like, no, as a hooker. So this is how she found out that he once ran a house of prostitution. And like, at the same time, this wasn't like a huge shock now, like as she's learning things about him. Right. Right. The bar wasn't doing so well, and Chuck was like, well, we could start up that business again, and you could just, like, answer phones and take appointments, but Linda didn't want anything to do with it. But then he told her, Linda, a woman has a product, and she should use it.
1: A product.
0: It's just like a, we were watching an interview earlier, and she literally says, like, how that's the problem, is how men treat women like they're a product, they're not a person participating. But we'll get to that. (laughs) As the money situation got worse, so did Chuck's temper. They lost the bar and they traded in the Jaguar for an old Volkswagen. Chuck finally told Linda, not asked, he told her that they were starting the prostitution business back up and that she was going to be a madam whether she liked it or not. Finally, she said, Chuck, don't talk that way. I've been thinking everything over and I think that it's time that I got back up to New York and... And then Chuck struck her on the side of the head before she could finish that sentence. Oh, wow. She fell and things got blurry, and he started kicking her while she was lying on the ground. And he was quiet and cold, methodical, until she started screaming. And then he started to get excited. This was the first time that she had ever seen him fully aroused. Oh. Isn't that something? He then raped her on the floor. And when he was done, he said, You're not fucking going anywhere without me. So now she was scared. Wow. The next day, the phone rang, and when she went to pick it up, Chuck grabbed it out of her hand. He answered it, and then he said, it's your fucking mother. Take it on the extension and tell her that you don't want her to call anymore.
1: Wow, so he's, like, totally separating her from her family, too.
0: This is the beginning of it. So Linda was like, I'm not going to say that, but he was like, you're going to do what I say, and I'll be listening to every word, and if you know what's good, kiss Mama goodbye now, or you'll get another sample of last night. So she did exactly what he said. And after that, Chuck never let Linda out of his sight. He didn't ask her to do things anymore, he told her. He also started playing with his guns right in front of her, kind of like a future, like a a warning. He had a 45 caliber pistol, as well as a semi-automatic machine gun. Linda learned to stop expressing her opinions, just keep them to herself.
1: Mm.
0: One day, Chuck was like, we're going for a drive. He didn't tell Linda where they were going, but she was just happy to be in the car for a while where she couldn't get hit. He told her they were just going to go see some people for business. They went to a motel, and they went into a room where they met with five guys who were all dressed like businessmen. They ranged from ages 35 to about 50, 55. The guys were really polite, and they offered her a drink. And at one moment, Linda excused herself to go to the bathroom. And when she came out, the other guys had, like, been in a different part of the room. There was, like, a se- like a s- separator. And Chuck was there, and he was like, Linda, those five guys out there, you're going to fuck all five of them. And Linda was like, Chuck, don't talk crazy. And Chuck was like, well, oh, you're going to fucking do it all right. Believe me, you're going to do it. I've promised this then. I've given my word. You tell me you don't want to run my business. I give you every chance in the world, and you tell me no. Okay, you don't want to run it? Then you can be a part of it. Linda kept objecting, and she tried to sound strong and, like, put her foot down, but she realized that Chuck was really crazy now. Chuck pulled his gun out of his pocket, and he said, I'm going to shoot you right now if you don't go out there and do what I'm telling you. You're going to take off your clothes, and you're going to go out there, and you're going to fuck those five guys and if you don't, I'm gonna put a bullet into your head right now.
1: So he just, like, straight up pimped her out.
0: Yeah, and she had no idea. He was just like, we're going for a drive, and this was the very first time that he, uh, he prostituted her with, and it was with five eyes. So she was like, you're crazy, like, you're not gonna shoot me in front of five witnesses, and he literally told her, like, these are influential businessmen with wives and families. Do you think they're going to care what happens to some nickel and dime hooker? Like, do you think they're going to admit to being here waiting for a prostitute? So she's just like, Chuck, like, don't do this. And he's like, say your prayers. You know, take your clothes off or you're one fucking dead shit. Wow. So she took her clothes off. and um, Before she went out to the room with the guys, Chuck said... Stop your crying before you go. Stop your crying before you go out there. Crying is very bad for business. <sighs> Isn't that horrifying?
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give a quick trigger warning here because this is where it's going to get um, a lot more graphic again, and um, it's. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> so the men are looking her over. She's naked. One of them went up to her and bounced her breasts in his hand and said, looky here, they bounce. Suddenly, she remembered the barmaid who was hooking up with the three men at once, and a tear rolled down her cheek. One guy was like, what the fuck is up with this chick? But Chuck was like, she'll be fine. Oh. The men basically like grabbed her arm and led her to a bed, and they took turns penetrating her, putting their things in her mouth. They treated her like a blow-up doll. They picked up her body and moved her. She describes it as if they were playing musical chairs with her body parts. Somebody said, let's make a sandwich. And she didn't know what this meant.
1: Oh, God. One
0: guy laid on his back and the others picked Linda up and placed her on top of him and guided his thing inside of her. And then a second guy climbed on her back and started penetrating her anally. Linda had never experienced anal sex and it tore her up. She whimpered and somebody said, Oh, looky here, we must have a new baby here. Ew. I know I didn't take breath. <laughs> <laughs> three of them were constantly shoving their things into her face and into her body, and two of them were seemingly bothered by the fact that Linda was scared and in pain.
1: Two of five.
0: Two out of five. No, th- yeah, there's five of them. So three of them were just like not stopping. One of them was like kinda talking to Chuck in the corner, like what the fuck is wrong with her? Like you right. know, why like why is she like not doing anything? Why is she not a freak, you know? And the the fifth guy was just kinda like like bothered that she was in pain, but the other guys actually like teased him and they were like, Oh, he's in love, you know and at one point like he eventually did like start fucking her and like joining in.
1: Like she's not even a fucking person.
0: Right, exactly. So That's they so all five all five of them did rape her. You know, the rest, right. two of them were a little hesitant.
1: But the fact that they can just sit there and like talk about her and date, like use her, she like she's not... her
0: body, and place it on like a yeah. sandwich, like she's literally pickles that they just like pick and put on her. know what like, I mean? Yeah, yeah, they literally picked her up and just like, she's never done any of this before. You know, they just they literally took her like an object to.
1: And not too long ago, she didn't even know that men went down on women, and here she, she is. Didn't like know
0: any of this was a thing, she had never like she didn't even know people had sex in front of each other, much less five people at a time. And of the five of them, like even the ones that were hesitant, they didn't even like stop altogether. They might just back up from time to time, and a couple of them would just like work themselves up just enough to ejaculating, and then they would shoot their load all over her body and like start rubbing it in. Ew. <laughs> Can you imagine for her, you know, like, not even knowing, you know? So Linda was terrified, and Chuck was standing in a corner watching. And then somebody said, hey, let's try to get two in at once. <gasps> and that's when Linda went numb. No. Eventually, the guys got tired. Um, Chuck went over to Linda and said, you're a fucking mess. Go take a shower.
1: Oh, so, my God. I am in shock.
0: I know. Um. So Linda got in the shower, she scrubbed herself really hard with hot water, and she prayed and prayed and asked God why this was happening to her. When she got out of the shower, the men were gone. Chuck was counting money on the bed. The men were each charged $40, but one guy demanded a refund because of Linda's, quote, attitude, and Chuck had to (coughs) give him half of his money back.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, she reacted to five men raping her, and you're upset about it.
0: That She didn't even know oh, that was going to happen until it happened.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. So, um, they got back in the car and Chuck started beating her. He said, don't you know how to do anything right? You were lying there like some vegetable, like some fucking turnip. You're no good and you never will be. You don't know what to do and you don't know how to do it. What the fuck is it with you anyway? You better start getting your shit together, Linda. Uh,
1: well, I don't like it.
0: And she did not, she didn't dare say anything back. Chuck continued setting her up with different men. The next client wasn't as brutal as the other guys. He tried to give her friendly advice and tell her to try to act like she was enjoying it, but she was just like, let's get it over with. She could tell by his expression that he wasn't into it, and then she got scared because she was like, fuck, what is Chuck going to do? Right. And he beat the shit out of her again. He... He grabbed a butcher knife and he told her that he would slice up her face and that she was so ugly that nobody wanted to fuck her. He would tell her that she had flat tits and ugly scars on her belly from her car accident. Aww. As the business expanded, Chuck hired more girls to work for him. And you would think that this might lighten the load on Linda, but you would be wrong. If a customer was handsome or clean cut, then one of the other girls would get it. But if the customer was like three hundred and fifty pounds and a mama's boy or a sadistic creep, then Linda would get them. Oh, Linda learned that the guys who enjoyed seeing her in pain. She learned that she would cry out one moment and then act like she was in pleasure, but like, like, you know, like it, like ah, it hurts, and then being like, but don't stop. She learned that that was what they wanted. So she, these are, like, tips that she's picking up on, like, how to fool these guys into kind of coming early. You know yeah.
1: I, mean? I know a few of those tricks.
0: <laughs> but before she figured this out, one trick complained about her. Chuck offered to make it right and let him have her again for free, but the guy was like, thanks, but no thanks. Call me when you get someone new.
1: <laughs> he didn't even want her for free. Oh,
0: exactly. So oh, this wow. led to more beatings. And Chuck was like, you useless cunt. I can't even give you away for free. But it was hard. So one client wanted her to sit on his face and urinate and she just couldn't do it. Like she said, she tried and she couldn't, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do that until yeah. When you've never thought of that. You don't even, you know what I mean? Like
1: why, why? It's different
0: if you'd thought about it, you want to, you know what I mean? But she didn't even, you know, anyway, she's probably like, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do this to you. <laughs> so, um. Linda and Chuck's apartment had peepholes in it so that Chuck could watch Linda with her dates. Oh. Linda was always a little bit more pleased when a trick wanted to meet her at, like, a motel or an apartment because Chuck couldn't watch them. And there was always, like, a small possibility of escape. Plus, Chuck never beat Linda in public. He only did that, like, at home where people couldn't see it.
1: So nobody knew how much of an asshole he actually was.
0: No, like everybody, yeah, like everybody knew he was a dick and he just kind of talked to women in this way. He talked to everybody like, like he was to be feared, but nobody really knew it was that bad, you know, they just kind of thought he was an aggressive asshole or like he had anger issues. Right. So, um, one day Chuck drove Linda, one day Chuck drove Linda to a home in South Miami where a man named Lenny Camp was living in absolute squalor. He led them to his bedroom where floodlights had been set up around the bed and pointing down at it, and he told Chuck, get her undressed now. And Chuck told Linda that it was time to undress for some pictures. She was hesitant, but she knew better than to disobey. It's funny because in the past, like, probably when they were still getting along, he told her, like, don't ever let anybody photograph you because, like, that, you know, you're setting yourself up for, like, sabotage. And he, she even said that to him, like, you told me never to do it. And he was like, shut the fuck up. I didn't mean me. Right. You know? Like, now it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. It only applies to other people, not myself.
0: Right. So she was hesitant, but she knew not to disobey. He told her to go to the bathroom and put some makeup on. And in the bathroom, she met a girl named Chicklet, who was also modeling for pictures. So as she's talking to Chicklet, this is how she figures out that she's actually supposed to have a sex scene with Chicklet. And Linda had never been with a woman before. So as she was talking to her, she started crying. And Chicklet was really sweet and tried to comfort her. She told her, these are just pictures. They're not movies. We don't have to really do it. Just go through the motions and fake enjoyment and relax between takes. And she was also like, look, you don't don't think I'm ugly, right? Like, it's not that horrific. Like, we're just taking pictures, right? And, like, Linda kind of, you know, it did, like, help a little bit. And they started taking pictures. And they started kissing. And Linda kind of went numb again. And, like, Chicklet would well, like, went to put her tongue in and, like, Linda just, like, would freeze. And before long, the guys started telling Linda things like, put your hand on her breast. And at least try to make it look natural and, like, things like that. And then Chicklet pulled her aside for a moment and was like, look, the easiest way is to just get into it and get it over with. Otherwise, we're going to be doing this all day long and we still have to do the 69 shots. Oh. Uh. So Linda freaked the fuck out, and Chicklet was like, listen, it has to happen. Like, it's gonna happen, we have to get it over with. So, when you go down on me, you can fake it, you don't have to do anything, and I won't tell anybody. After that, the guys tossed them a strap-on.
1: Oh, God.
0: Chiclet strapped it on, got on top of Linda, and, without any warning, just put it inside of her. And then the big guy, the camera guy, uh, he got up really close to them and started photographing them. As always, Chuck was standing in the corner of the room, watching, and once he saw how uncomfortable it made Linda to hook up with another woman, it, like, it was like a light bulb moment, and he made sure to continue making her do it.
1: Like, even after this?
0: Oh, yeah! Oh, okay. That's the thing, it's just like when he was making her hook up with 300-pound, 350-pound men, or, like, really sadistic men, now it was like, oh, the next way to torture you is to make you hook up with women.
1: So he was just looking for the worst thing.
0: That was what he got off on, was her reaction and her being scared and in pain.
1: So during this time that he's making her a prostitute, um, is he also still raping her?
0: He actually didn't rape her often. It's like she said, he could never get fully aroused. Like, he right. has impotence problems. But I mean,
1: I was just wondering, being that he's, like, basically getting, like, spank, spank material. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm-
0: yeah. Um he would rape her, like, in the fits of rage, you know what I mean? But he did have this impotence problem where, like, it was like he really had to, like, afflict pain. So he had a lot more sex with other women who were a lot freakier. He would rape in front of Linda and stuff. I'll tell you about it. (laughs) But anyway, um, Chuck started setting Linda up on jobs with another girl named Melody, and Melody caught on to the fact that Chuck was abusing her. And she didn't like it, so she would often cover for Linda or, like, request Linda as a partner so that she could give her, like, easy tasks. And then she would tell Linda what to tell Chuck for him to, like, get his rocks off. She became Linda's only friend. But then, Melody started getting feelings for Linda, and she started saying things like, I really like that today. I just can't help myself when I'm with you. And Linda was like, please don't tell me that. (laughs) She's like,
1: please She's like, please, you're my only
0: friend. Like, please don't tell me that. But Melody said she was falling in love with her, and she told Linda that when she gets away from Chuck, she can go live with her, and that she would take care of her. And Linda told her that she wasn't into women, but Melody was like, you could change your mind.
1: Yeah, because that's how So, it
0: works. Linda's literally like, like, I can't even make a friend who doesn't. It's
1: like, Jesus Christ, oh, why does everyone like me? Oh, me. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, but not just yeah. that. It not
0: just like, they want to fucking change me and like force me to do things I don't want to do, you know? Yeah. Um... And then Linda had a client who asked her to pretend to be his lover and to pretend that they were madly in love. And he was actually really sweet and romantic, and eventually he also realized what Chuck was doing to her, and it really upset him. So he tried to convince Linda to run off with him and hide out in a cabin that he owned, and then that they could become real lovers. And Linda considered it for a minute, but then it occurred to her that this might not be so safe either. Because, like, what kind of guy rents women for $45 to pretend to be... Their girlfriend. Yeah. So at the end of the day, she was really too afraid of Chuck to escape. Because that was another thing. The guy was like, well, you can't tell Chuck who you're going with, you know? So it's like, oh, so he's just going to kill us
1: both. Right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and there were a couple of occasions where she tried to escape, but she always got caught. There was one time where she, like, told the trick, like, you have to help me get out of here. I'm a prisoner. Like, he told him he's holding me hostage and forcing me to do this. And they would be like, you need to get out of here, like, we cannot have the cops coming here. Yeah, so, like, nobody would help her. Hmm. And, like, also, if any of the other girls working for Chuck caught on, they would also tell on her. That, like, so she would be, like, brutally punished.
1: So it's like she was stuck in a situation that everybody was against her.
0: Exactly. She didn't have anybody. Um. And Chuck would beat her until she blacked out. And there was one time that, like, after she tried to escape, she didn't know what he did to her, but Like, she woke up the next day unable to walk. Chuck got more and more sadistic with her. He really enjoyed seeing her in pain, so he did whatever he could to make her scream. Like, he started penetrating her with his fists, or he would use a double-sided dildo on her, like, each end on her. Oh. At the same time.
1: Very flexible. Yeah. I didn't know they could do that. I didn't either. But
0: but I don't want to get all graphic about um, what they did. He also did this thing to her uh, Here's another trigger warning. um he would put a hose into her anus and like turn the water up all the way.
1: oh my God, he, he was like really Did he do that because he wanted her to perform that, but didn't want no,
0: I think he was impotent and was like trying to discover new ways to get himself excited like I think he was running out of waste, so he would come up with creative ways to see her like squirm and like oh my really, God. like, yeah. Eventually Linda figured out how to relax her muscles and like she she figured out what her pain threshold worth was. So she would like use the techniques that she learned for deep throating on the rest of her muscles to try to kind of like numb the pain. And uh she also learned to kind of start whimpering before it really started hurting, you know, just like yeah. I know we were talking about to help them the guys get off earlier without yeah. them knowing. Um And, and she- also
1: to protect herself, like if Exactly.
0: That's a good point that it's going to be important. So she relaxed enough that these things didn't hurt as much, but she didn't let him know that. Over time, Linda became really well known for her deep throating. Um a lot of men started talking about how they would had how they had never had anybody do that to them before and they would tell all their buddies about it and that made Chuck really happy. Like within the prostitutes, the not the prostitutes, the clients that were paying for prostitutes. Like everybody was talking about this thing that Linda did.
1: Oh. So it's like his trophy.
0: Exactly. It's like a, it's word of mouth. It's literally word of mouth for his business. You know what I mean? He has a product that nobody else has. Yeah. So, um, one day Chuck is going through the, the charges for the pot and he was discussing it with his lawyer and his lawyer was like, Linda knows too much. You have to marry her. Uh, by the way, this lawyer, his name was Philip Mandina and he was not trying to help Linda. According to Linda, Chuck could, Chuck couldn't pay his legal fees, so he let Philip have sex with Linda whenever he wanted. And he also, he basically gave Philip the right to take over Linda's lawsuit for her car accident. Philip was able to get her a settlement of like $40,000 or so, but she never saw any of that money. So Chuck took control of all of the finances, and Philip basically made all the money from the settlement. It was like between Chuck and Philip.
1: Where do these people find each other? It's like, I just. So many people are okay with.
0: Well, and that's that's the interesting thing about Chuck. To her, it's probably like this is a normal guy, and then it's like, oh, this is a bar owner. Oh, he works in photographs, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse every right. time. Right, you know. and then he went,
1: finds a lawyer. That and is then really... there's the
0: five guys who are going to rape her all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: with families. What? That's
0: like that's such a good way to put it. It's like this is like she the way she puts it is there's a lot of Chuck trainers and there's a little bit of Chuck trainer and a lot of people. Like, you just, you don't know it up front, because it looks like a normal, sweet person who's your friend at first.
1: Yeah, behind closed doors.
0: So Chuck and Linda also started hanging out with Philip and his wife, and the four of them started kind of playing sexual games with their wives and, like, trade them off. They would trade them off and, like, have contests to see who could make who finish first. Oh. Linda always tried to refuse marrying him, but Chuck beat her up again and choked her until she fell, and he kicked her until she thought she was going to die. And then the next day, they were married. Chuck didn't change at all after this. He still treated Linda like shit. And he he played these little games, like, for his own amusement, where, like, while driving, he would make her lift up, lift up her top and, like, show her breasts to other drivers because he liked to see their reactions. Or he would, like, make her wear a skirt and no underwear and, like, sit in a diner with her legs open. And just, like, make, like, for people to walk by and, like, see their reactions. It so, was he's
1: the guy in the park flashing people. He's for weird. Their...
0: And he also did this one thing, like, oh, God, he would, like, do you know the candy, the hot tamales? He would, like, make her put them in her vagina. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was really weird, you know? Like, I, like I'm like i saying, he was trying to, like, get creative in this sadistic way.
1: Oh, so, my God.
0: um... He also told Linda that now that they were married, not only could they not be forced to testify against each other, but he also told her that a wife cannot turn her husband into the police. Like, in other words, they would not help her. And she believed him. She always accepted what he said as the final word on the matter. But in all reality, every time the police were involved, it kind of proved to be true. Like, they would basically say, we can't get involved in domestic affairs.
1: Right. And that's kind of of the times.
0: Exactly. They'd be like, He'd be like, oh, it's fine. It's, it's, I'm her husband. They'd be like, all right, make sure you get her home, you know? Yeah,
1: you hysterical woman, you.
0: (laughs) With the whole trial, Linda had all her hopes on Chuck being found guilty so that he could go to jail and leave her the fuck alone. But unfortunately, he was somehow able to convince the jury that he was innocent.
1: Oh, so he didn't even get any time? No,
0: he literally told her. For having a bale oh, no. like, of He was like, yeah, no, there were some kids nearby, and uh, uh, I didn't want them to play with the weed, so I picked it up.
1: What a good scenario. No, and
0: but that's, that is, like, a further testament to how convincing he was. He really was persuasive and a charmer, you know, no matter how fucking, like, stupid his story was.
1: So he, just to backtrack a little bit, so he found this weed... Quote, your... I don't
0: think he found it. I think he knew who was dropping it. On, right, I exactly. Yeah. But what else but what how
1: long did he have it? Oh, oh,
0: hold on, that's not the whole story. He, um, supposedly he was with some skydiving friends, and they were looking for like an open field to land. So that they were just wandering in this field, like, huh, oh, this is a good place. And then there happened to be a bale of marijuana there.
1: You ever just trip over a bale of marijuana?
0: Yeah. He, he, the dude's not even a skydiver. He's never been skydiving in his life, and like nobody looked oh into this. You know? He's like, yeah, uh, this. I, ch- I was looking for a good landing place.
1: <laughs> so did he, Did he like, pick it up and then get pulled over? Or how did that work? Mm,
0: I, don't, I don't know exactly, but from what it sounds like, I, I, well, I don't know if this is for my day right or I'm just picturing it this way. I picture him, like, walking in a field. Like, I, I don't... He was carrying it. Yeah, I was seen with it, you know?
1: <laughs> He's like, I thought this was for rabbits. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so the jury found him innocent, and Linda felt absolutely hopeless. And then one day... For some reason, Chuck agreed to have a day at the beach with Linda's sister, Jean, like all of them together. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, and Jean must have picked up on bad vibes or something because like literally just a few minutes after they got to the beach, she started insisting that she had to go home to, to their parents' house. And Chuck was pissed, but he took her. When they got there, Linda managed to rush into her parents' house behind Jean and shut the door behind her. And that left Chuck outside, and he started beating on the door, yelling at her, you can't leave me, you're my wife. Her dad was there like, what's going on? And he was, she was like, I'm not going back. Like, it, it was this whole scene, you know, where he basically just like banged on the door and banged on the door, and then he spent days trying to call her. And um, basically she told her sister Jean everything about how he threatened her, and he made her do sexual things, things with women, and things she found degrading, and how she couldn't escape. Linda was really scared, but she had no real plan going forward, and Chuck was blowing up their phone. After a day or so at her parents' house, Linda's mom, Dorothy, told her, Chuck's been calling all day. I've been talking to him. He really loves you.
1: Oh, God.
0: And Linda was like, Mom, he's beaten me bloody. He's held a gun to my head and forced me to have sex with women and men, and he's turning me into a prostitute. He threatened to kill me. And not only that, but at this point, Chuck had been talking about making Linda have sex with animals. But Dorothy just went on and on. Linda, he's your husband. He told me everything. And I'll tell you something else. Chuck happens to be on his way over here right this minute. Oh
1: my goodness. What year is this? Uh, 1970. Hold on.
0: 1969.
1: I am so glad that in today's day and age, we are out of the, but he's your husband, dear. You have to please oh, him. Oh, fuck a
0: husband. I, I know I just got married, but, uh. I fuck <laughs> a husband. <laughs> no, this would, my husband, this would not be my husband. Dude. Right. But, you know what I mean? Fuck,
1: fuck a husband. She, I mean, she
0: didn't consent to this marriage either, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> she was husband, beaten husband, into it. mom, he's not, you know, he's not my, I did not choose him as my husband, you know? Yeah. So, uh. <laughs>
1: he loves you, honey. And I'm, quite frankly, sick of having you here.
0: I know! This bitch, you know?
1: (laughs) She's like, don't make me beat you with a broom.
0: So anyway, Linda was like, I need to get out of here. And Dorothy was like, Linda, he says he's sorry, and he doesn't know what came over him.
1: The whole time you've been together. (laughs) Weird.
0: all of a sudden the doorbell rang, and there was Chuck. And Dorothy was like, I'm gonna leave you two alone to talk things out. Nope. Brilliant, right? So they're in the living room, and um, Linda's sister Jean had a son, and he came into the room with his toy trucks, and Chuck kind of showed Linda that he had like a bulge in his pocket, it was a gun, and he whispered to her, I'm gonna shoot this little boy in his fucking head if you don't get up and come along with me. And then he went on to tell her that he wasn't afraid to kill any one of them, he just, he'll go ahead and kill her mom, and her dad, and her sister, and all, all of them. So she left with him.
1: Oh, that's horrible.
0: As they were walking out, Dorothy said, See, Linda, I knew you two kids could work things out.
1: Fuck you, Dorothy.
0: I, you just want to beat her with a broom.
1: Right? I want to beat her with a broom. A big push broom. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, broom. <laughs> the street sweeper.
0: <laughs> Shortly after going back to Chuck, they were invited to hang out with Philip and his wife, Barbara, again um they decided to have this little contest to see who was a better hypnotist out of chuck or philip philip hypnotized barbara and told her that she was to wake up feeling very thirsty like she was in the middle of the desert and when she woke up she was incredibly thirsty she ran to the bathroom for a drink of water and then she said to him oh philip you did it to me again mm. and then chuck hypnotized linda he told linda when you wake up you're going to get undressed and you're going to get turned on when you look at barbara And then you're going to undress Barbara, and you're going to make love to her. All she'll have to do is touch you, and you'll come.
1: And Barbara is Philip's wife. Mm
0: -hmm. And she's all the while, like, consenting.
1: Barbara is? Yeah.
0: When Linda came out of the hypnosis, she was in a cold sweat, and she was powerless to resist Chuck's instructions. She was also terrified not to do, as he said. As she was doing it, she became more and more scared. Like, she really never knew how far her body was going to let her go. You know, like, she she was terrified of what she knew she was going to do, and she didn't know if her body was or wasn't going to obey. You know? Right. So she's, like, obeying, but she's, like, shaking and sweating. She knew that she was supposed to put her arms around Barbara and start making love to her, but she wasn't able to. She wasn't able to go that far. What's scary, though, is that Chuck hypnotized Linda a lot And she would actually lose entire days or groups of days from her memory. And as you can probably imagine, there were things that were so horrific that she remembers doing while hypnotized. Can you, like, she was afraid to find out the days that she can't remember.
1: Right. She probably was so traumatized that her body, like, blocked out the memory.
0: Yeah, and it speaks levels to a lot of things. A lot of things people have witnessed her doing and, like, things they might have photographed or videoed her doing. And she might not even have any knowledge of them. You know?
1: That's so sad. Like not only not
0: consent, but to find out after the fact, you know, that you you did it. Right. You did something you would never do.
1: And everyone knows about it.
0: Yeah. Not only that, but people are jacking off to it, you know?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Linda started smoking a lot of pot and abusing Percadan to become numb. Um, so another trigger warning, this is gonna get into the um the bestiality.
1: Yeah, I think this whole podcast
0: is a... The whole thing is a trigger <laughs> warning, but I just, I want to say, because there's some things that I think people want to know about the big story, and there's others, like, that are going to be really detailed, and I right. just feel like we need to tell the details to learn the full story, because uh, it's really easy to cast judgment on this, you know, but this <laughs> this trigger warning is specifically about animals. So, one day, Chuck and Linda got into a car for a road trip. He just told her, like, hey, we're going somewhere. And, of course, Linda was always kind of pleased for a road trip because, I mean, she would have to play these stupid games like flashing people, but she wouldn't get hit. Chuck told her that they were going to Juarez in Mexico. Um, He didn't tell her anything except that they were going to Juarez and saying, like, oh, I can't wait. Like, only an hour left to Juarez and shit like that. And then once he started getting closer, he started saying, I hope you like donkeys. Mm. And Linda would be like, I mean, donkeys are okay. And he literally was like, What the fuck do you mean? Nobody fucking likes donkeys. I'm taking you to Juarez to fuck them. Oh my God. He was waiting for a bad reaction.
1: Yeah, he just wanted to get that shock value. Yeah.
0: So he told her that they're going to Mexico where people are going to pay to watch a donkey fuck her. And he also told her that these men were going to be placing bets on how many inches of donkey a woman could take. He also told her that they were medics on site in case a woman hemorrhaged.
1: Yeah, because these don't usually end well. So I've heard. Uh-huh.
0: I, mean. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, I know there's women that can't take men, you know?
1: Right, exactly.
0: So, Linda never could tell when Chuck was telling the truth. So, she was she was just, like, scared. And he just loaded her into the car and took her to Juarez. And the whole time, she's just, like, praying and praying that something stops them from making it and out of the blue chuck's volkswagen was hit by a drunk driver and their car was messed up and nobody was injured but the car was totaled and they couldn't leave
1: they couldn't so, go to think, mexico
0: yeah i think this happened in like kansas city or something like they had traveled quite a bit but they were not anywhere near enough so they basically were like okay let's start over a new plan new life they went to live in jersey city in new jersey and they were looking for work in new york chuck tried to get linda work as a stripper but she was pretty bad. Um, I mean, at the same time, I think you have to feel kind of sexy to look sexy. And that just, it, I can imagine it's hard for her to know how to feel like that when she never got a chance.
1: Right. You and know? he's always degrading her and talking about her appearance and her scars and things.
0: Even when people talk about her as like a porn star, it's like, look how good she is at sucking dick. You know, it's not like, look at look at her, how she moves or like anything like that. You know, nobody right. really talked about her that way. It's unfortunate, you know, and like, she was taking it slow and, t- and then all of a sudden she has to like fast forward into like a Pam Anderson type, you know, like somebody who's supposed to be fucking sexy all the time. Right. Um,
1: a porn star.
0: Yeah. A porn star. You're right. I mean, Pam Anderson wasn't a thing, then, <laughs> right. but you know what I mean? Like a Marilyn Monroe, you know?
1: Yeah. So at this point, they're not super well known
0: At this point, they haven't done anything well known yet. So, but we're about to get into this. She wasn't being, she wasn't doing well as a stripper and like nobody would hire her. So he started getting his employees together and started up the prostitution business again and also branching out to use the woman to make the eight millimeter films. Like I said, with Linda, it was hard for her to even do the photographs, but now to actually have to be doing them, like she couldn't fake it anymore now that it was being recorded. and. As you can imagine, Chuck was, like, crying is bad for business. Like, you better fucking smile and enjoy it, you know? Right. I'm, like, a freak. Linda was continuously forced to do things that were more and more difficult and degrading and things she could have never imagined that people actually did. And, like, I'm not keen shaming, but, again, this is something that Linda didn't actually consent to. But she started being forced to do things like urinating on scene partners or to be urinated on. And then Chuck told Linda that they were going to make a movie of Linda with a dog. Mm. And Linda didn't want to. I mean, she more than didn't want to. She refused. She couldn't even think about it. But not only did Chuck threaten to kill her, but the other guys working on the film, including the owner of the dog, they were like sitting at a table and they had placed the gun in front of them on the desk. That was clearly intended for Linda. So it was, like, unspoken, but it was understood that Linda was going to participate, and all these men were behind this gun, like, yeah, you're going to do this.
1: Oh, God.
0: Linda was absolutely revolted. She, this dog had been trained to do this. Like, the owner of the dog had actually said, like, oh, yeah, this dog's great. He just did it with my wife for hours last night. So this dog, I mean, he was basically led to Linda, and it happened. and Linda was, like, dissociating. She had trouble, like, believing it was actually happening.
1: Yeah, because that is such an unreal situation.
0: Absolutely unreal. For years, she denied ever having done anything with an animal, but eventually those tapes got out. And I think that's one of the reasons she wrote her memoir, was to explain herself particularly after this was revealed.
1: Yeah, because it's one thing to be known as a porn star, but then...
0: Exactly. Even things like urinating, it's like, okay, but now doing it with a dog that's, like, taking away consent and that's it's just crossing a whole different line you know yeah Yeah.
1: because it's i mean it's rape on both ends
0: absolutely anyway um uh, (laughs) no words this film was called dogorama by the way and it's interesting i was looking at um imdb at this film and there were comments saying how linda was sick for doing this film and how it was like clear when you watch it that she enjoyed herself and that she was pulling the dog towards her and i think that you know what they're saying is plausible but again she had to look like she was enjoying it and it was also an effective way to keep the dog from participating see um i hate that i know this <laughs> but from from what I've, from what i've learned about this a dog has to be trained and led to do this this kind of action with a person like a male dog with a female dog would expect the dog the female dog to stand still when he does this thing So as a person being the recipient, um,
1: having sex between dogs and humans are different. It's like
0: the human has to act like a dog. You know what I mean? Right. Right. A dog wouldn't be backing its ass up into another dog. Right. So basically Linda learned this from another sex worker who actually had experience working with animals. And she told Linda, like, if you want the dog not to participate, like keep backing up into it and pulling it towards you. Right. So that, I mean, I guess that could justify why she looks like she's enjoying it. And she says that this was super effective for Chuck thinking that she was, you know, trying her best. Right. Trying her best to get this dog. Because she's start. trying
1: to get into it. But in reality, mm-hmm. she's trying to turn the dog off. Yeah, so but Chuck stopped. doesn't know that, you know? Chuck's thinking yeah.
0: like, well, that's how you make a porn. Man, yeah. Up, you know? <laughs> so eventually Chuck gave up on the whole thing with the dog. But because it like traumatized her so badly he started taunting her and telling her like oh we gotta go get a dog we gotta get ourselves a dog and eventually he did he got them a dog named rufus and he did kind of try he like hinted at them doing it again with rufus and training rufus
1: so she ended up making the video Mm -hmm. the movie with the dog and then
0: yeah dogorama i think it came out in 1969
1: and is this still a movie available for purchase
0: i i don't even know where you'd find this shit
1: I don't uh, either, but...
0: I'm just I, I, so I don't know how it works with Beastie Alley. I imagine that it has to be, like, the dark web. Yeah, yeah I, I would know. imagine. <laughs> what the fuck would I know, you know?
1: Right, yeah, I don't...
0: Plus, uh, like, Deep is, like, a legitimate form, but I feel like now that it's been discovered to be... great like, worse, worse? Yeah, great yeah. yeah, yeah. that maybe it should be kind of banned, but, I'm, you know, I'm not in that circuit, fortunately. If you know, you know, reach out to me.
1: <laughs> Let us know. Let us
0: know. Um, I'll put you on the show if you want. So, um, with these 8mm films that she was that she was making, she was discovered by a director named Gerard, da, uh, Gerard Damiano. He would be one of the directors of Deep Throat and also the movie The Devil and Miss Jones. Gerard was very intrigued with Linda's oral sex techniques, which was not uncommon, and he was inspired to create the movie Deep Throat. Deep Throat is about... So Deep Throat was interesting, because it was like the first real pornographic film it was the first time that um an ex- a sexually explicit film became mainstream and it was like a sex comedy it had like a storyline it was about a woman who has never been able to have an orgasm so she goes to a doctor who examines her and discovers that her clitoris is actually located in the back of her throat
1: dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he basically tells her like yeah all you got to do is like you know practice this technique of deep throating <laughs> it's really funny. It stars uh, Linda Lovelace and a guy named Harry Reams, who was went on to be like another really well-known porn star. The movie ends with the line, the end, and a deep throat to you all.
1: Oh, ho, ho, ho.
0: This is the first job that felt a little bit more like a real movie to Linda. Like the sets were bigger. It was it was more than one room, for example. And the actors were a little bit more established, like Harry Reems.
1: Yeah, because it was more like a a movie than it was just straight porn. Yeah,
0: the eight millimeter was literally done like in in, in a, like a bedroom, you know, and it was right. always in a house that was like in total squalor. And this was more like a movie set. Chuck could not stand Harry Reams, and Linda got a kick out of that. So she would kind of like giggle and flirt with him, and just like act like she was enjoying herself with Harry, and that drove Chuck batshit. They would get back to their hotel and he'd be like, what the fuck was all that smiling about? And she'd be like, Chuck, you get mad mad when I don't smile enough. You get mad when I smile too much. Like, what do you want from me? So Chuck got mad that she started back talking and he said something like, or no. And then Linda said something to him like, you really ought to go see a doctor, Chuck. You're crazy. And he said, you're the one who's going to need a doctor. And then he punched her and sent her flying across the room onto a bed. And the rest of the film crew, their room was just one room over. So Chuck actually picked up Linda and started throwing her against the wall that was separating the two rooms. Normally, when Chuck beat Linda, it was kind of cold and methodical, like kind of like he was training, like he was punishing her and teaching her a lesson. But this time he went berserk. He was like a wild animal and just lost it. And Linda was screaming, like, she knew that everybody was, like, just one room over. So she started screaming, stop, please, you're hurting me. And she tried making as much noise as she could, just, like, letting her body, like, bang on things, hoping somebody would come in and save her.
1: And nobody did.
0: Nobody did. Chuck ripped off her bathrobe, and she curled herself into a ball to shield herself. She learned that this would kind of protect her stomach and her breasts. Which just meant that he would start kicking her and leaving her covered in bruises, like, on her back and her legs.
1: That's horrible.
0: After the beating, she laid on the ground in a ball, and, and after Chuck started calming down, he started, like, walking around and whistling, ap- acting all happy like he was back in control. And then Linda said to him, Chuck, can I go to bed now? And he said, yeah, why not? The next day, she wore shorts and let everybody see the bruises on her legs. Jerry, the director, was like, what the fuck is that? And, like, he knew Chuck did it, but he was still, like, shocked that it was that bad. He was like, what brought this on? Like, is he jealous or something? And Linda was like, no, I guess I was just smiling too much. And he was like, I'm, I'm not sure I follow. And she was like, yeah, you let me know when you figure it out. Wow. Later on, the sound man appro- approached her, and he was like, Linda, we had no idea it was this bad. If there's anything any of us can do, just give us a signal.
1: Because, like, everybody knew that he was an asshole.
0: Yeah, but, but they it's didn't like, realize. The they all heard her begging against the wall. It's like, what kind of signal do you need?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. You
0: need a phone call? Um. Like, hey, sorry, I don't like it this time.
1: That signal? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it this time. So
0: she's like, so yeah, it's like, well, where were you then? Like, what you now you want me to ask you for help?
1: Right. That's crazy
0: little by little, Linda kind of seen little openings where, like, she got five seconds to go into the kitchen by herself, or she was given 10 seconds to go to the bathroom. Like, every time she tried to escape, something went wrong. So she was really starting to try to come up with, like, a a master plan and, like, be more methodical about it. So she started kind of just going along with it, acting like she wasn't, um, what's the word?
1: I think she just came to, like, an understanding that
0: or at least she was acting like it. She was putting yeah. on that face that she was she had given up. You know, she surrendered and she was his. Yeah. So she was gonna consent to whatever not consent, she was gonna agree to do whatever he wanted. One day she had a little opening and she was able to call her friend Betsy, and she asked Betsy to help her get away from Chuck. Betsy agreed. She was actually worried about Linda. It turned out that Betsy had seen some of Linda's films, like Dogorama, and she was like Linda would never have done that
1: right oh that's good
0: yeah Betsy was like that that like there's a lot of stuff Linda would have done would have never done and that's like definitely one of them (laughs) Linda was like really sneaky and told Betsy like okay I have a trick coming up at this hotel and Betsy and her boyfriend Don went and they met Linda outside of the hotel and Linda was able to sneak out and get into their car and leave with them According to Betsy, Linda spent the next two days acting like she had been on drugs. Like, she was just, like, phased and, like, wasn't speaking clearly. And it took her a couple days before she kind of, like, got back to her old self.
1: Huh. Do you think that he was drugging her? No. Or- well, no. she was taking, what did you say she was taking?
0: Uh I don't think that was it. You know, in fact, I think I've read this about other, like, um, trauma victims who were, like, kidnapped and, like, taken hostage. It's, like, it's, like, an exhaustion and a shock. Yeah. It's it's just like an adjustment, you know what I mean?
1: Their body is just kind of powering up, Mm -hmm. I'm sure.
0: Exactly. But think about it, you know, this woman, I don't know for how long, she just...
1: Was abused.
0: She wasn't her. She she describes it as a Linda Lovelace doll. Like, she says it's a character that Chuck created, and this is who would give the interviews and, like, say Chuck's words, you know? Right. It wasn't her. It was her playing a character. Chuck called Betsy's house over and over, day after day. Betsy would answer the phone and say, she doesn't want to talk to you. He started sending letters, and he would say that there was a van parked out of Betsy's house, and in it is a person who was watching with a gun pointed at the house, and that he was not going to hesitate to blow out the brains of every single person in the house. And then when they looked out the window, they did really see two rifles pointed at the house.
1: Oh my- how the hell did he know she was at Betsy's?
0: I don't know. Uh, you know,
1: i um, I bet it was her fucking mom. I was going to say, he it was her mom.
0: It was like, check Betsy's house, you know? Betsy really, really tried to be like, you don't have to go. But, like, on the other hand, she didn't want the cops called because they had, like, drugs. They had, like, a God. lot of drugs, you know. But so, she, she was, but she was like, don't go. Oh, she like she told them that he's going to kill you. But Linda was like, he's going to kill all of us, you know. Like, if I stay here, he would literally call it kill all of us. And that's what she was always terrified of. Of course, Chuck had to punish Linda after this. Oh, wait, so did she go back? Yeah, sorry, I forgot to say that. Um, Betsy, so yeah, she tried and tried to stop her, but Linda, yeah, she was like, I don't want to keep pulling other people into this, so she went with her. Oh, that's such, yeah. And Betsy tried, like, it, it It seems like it was, like, days, but, like, there was one point where Linda actually took the phone, and Betsy was like, did he say he's gonna blow up the house? Yeah, he's been saying that for a few days, you know? And Linda was like, no, he's really gonna do it. Oh. No. Um, yeah, so Betsy didn't want to let her go, but she, you know, she didn't, like, Couldn't do anything at that point.
1: Right. She was trying to protect her.
0: So, of course, Chuck had to punish Linda at this point. And by now, they had already done pretty much every horrific thing imaginable to her, and she was becoming numb to a lot of it. So, apart from the physical abuse and the usual mind games that he played to humiliate her, he constantly pushed the limits and found new ways to degrade her and to take away her autonomy. So, she knew a punishment was coming, but she really had no idea what it was going to be. She just knew it was going to be brutal.
1: Oh, God, I can't even imagine the anticipation to that.
0: Okay, so we're going to take a quick break right here because the story is getting kind of long, but we will come right back and release part two of this episode. So don't go away. Say bye, Summer.
1: Bye.
0: BARK BOX! BARK BOX! BARK BOX! BARK BOX! You guys know my dogs, Jude and Eleanor Rigby. Well, we just started getting a BARK BOX, and I'm telling you, your dogs will love you. No more are they angry at the mailman. No more, I say. It's like a box of dog joy that's delivered every month, and each box tells a different story with different themed toys, treats, and photo-worthy props. Typically, what we get in each box is a couple of toys, a couple of treats, and a chew, but you can actually tailor fit your box to fit your dog's needs. Guys, I'm telling you, your dogs will love you, even more than they already do. So try it out, and if you use my link, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox, which is a $35 value. So just head to BarkBox.com slash Broken Limelight and get started on your first BarkBox today. BarkBox, BarkBox. Nailed it, Jude.